0: But the NFL now plays on Saturdays and Sundays, and it's absolutely beautiful. And Tom Casale of the Action Network joins us. And I want to start with, there's a big game, obviously, between the Jets and the Lions. And there's playoff implications. But we were trying to figure out something earlier on the show that I hope you can help us out with. If Dan Campbell and Robert Sala were to get in the ring and fight, who would you have as the favorite? And who would be the underdog in that?
1: I- Eileen uh, Campbell is the favorite. Right. The you know he's a blocking tight end man. He played a he played like almost two decades as a blocking tight end. You got to be a tough sob to to play that long just blocking. So you know besides uh, he doing up downs with the players. He's getting in those extra workouts yep. during practice. Uh, give me Dan Campbell minus one twenty.
2: Wow, so Ryan had it actually at like minus two twenty.
1: Yeah, yeah. You want even
0: more. You yeah, you're more so of a favorite. So you're
2: you're ending up just making a little bit more even odds. You were pretty high on Creighton uh, to start the year.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: Do you think it's uh, officially time for us to panic on the Blue Jays?
1: Yeah, I think so. Here's the thing with Creighton, and I even wrote about this before the season. They lost two of their top three scores from last year. Not a lot of people brought that up when they were telling you how much they love Creighton. So a slow start wasn't wasn't beyond the realm of possibility for me. But a slow start meant like nine and three. You know what I mean? Like maybe get tripped up here or there against like some better teams. They're going to be six and six before Christmas. Uh, okay, now let's look at them, right? Okay, one of their best players has been out with Mono. He hasn't played for a while. You can use that excuse. But they just don't look good. And one thing I didn't do entering this season that maybe I got to start putting in my handicapping, they're all making a lot of money. (laughs) A lot of kids on Creighton are making bank right now, right? I don't see a ton of effort out there. I just don't. Uh, You know, McDermott's teams are usually well coached. They play hard. They don't always have the most talent. But they fight you every night. That's the thing that's missing for me. So maybe these kids coming over from South Dakota State making all this money, they don't look that good to me right now. They got to listen, anything can change. Obviously, college basketball is all about March, but this team has a long, long ways to go before they're any kind of national title contender.
3: Yeah, Tom, another team in the Big Ten that's been a little bit of a disappointment is Indiana. And tomorrow, they're six and a half point dogs against Kansas on the road. The total's 142.5. Any looks here?
1: I like Indiana a little bit with the points. On paper, this is a pretty even matchup. Both teams do their do their do their offensive business in the paint. Both teams defend the paint well. You know, I give Kansas a slight edge for playing at home, but six and a half seems a little much. I know Indiana's better at home than on the road, but I just think they match up well. Uh, remember, Kansas is still a younger team. They lost some guys from last year's championship team. Uh, they they played a pretty tough schedule so far, but something tells me Indiana is going to play a tough game. See, I like Indiana more as an underdog. Like I don't I don't want to lay twelve or thirteen points with the Hoosiers. I don't trust them in that spot. I kind of like them when the pressure's off and they're getting they're getting over a possession. This is over two possessions, so I like the Hoosiers plus the six and a half. Where are you when it comes to the best team in the country right now? Because
0: we've certainly had a lot of movement at the top of the rankings this year. I mean, Ken Palm's got UConn ranked number one. A lot of people are really starting to jump on the UConn bandwagon. We've talked about that a little bit on this show. Purdue's number one right now. There's Houston certainly in the mix. What do you see?
1: Right now, I'd have to say it's UConn. They've played the best on both sides of the ball. I think Houston is probably the best team. I, I would go UConn one, and then I would go Houston Uh, There's a team out west who I like tomorrow. If they could ever get a little bit better defensively, Arizona, man, their offense is tough to stop. Uh, They score and score and score. Now, sometimes they let you score and score too. (laughs) So if they can ever tighten up that defense by March, I think uh, they could make a run. But top two teams for me right now, one UConn, two Houston.
2: Let's talk a little bit about – this UCLA-Kentucky game uh, because they play at MSG at 515. What do you see there? I think UCLA has performed a, a lot better than people thought.
1: Yeah, and especially me, I had Maryland the other night, which was about the worst bet I yeah, ever made. you and me both uh, all had. of us, I think. So we <laughs> were like, right was there over, with you.
0: There's seventeen, yeah. twelve to go. Like, half, okay, and guess I was like, that I'm on the one's done.
1: In college basketball, there's not too many times where four minutes into the game you've yeah. completely lost hope. You know, anything can happen <laughs> yeah. in college basketball. That was UCLA played about as well as I think they could ever play. Now they're coming to play in a Kentucky team. See, the thing about Kentucky is early in the year, sometimes they struggle. They're finding their rotation. They got they always have new guys on the team. You know, UCLA has has a more veteran team. I don't know if UCLA is is as good as we saw against Maryland. I thought there that was a little bit of both teams. I thought Maryland just did not come out of the locker room for whatever reason for that game. Um, but I I like UCLA here as a short favorite. Only because I think Kentucky, as the year goes on, gets better, where UCLA' is a little bit more veteran, a little bit more experienced team playing a short number in a neutral core, I'll take UCLA.
3: Todd, there's so many big matchups tomorrow, like yeah. Ohio, State, North Carolina, obviously, you get the Zags in action tomorrow, uh, a lot of ranked teams, but is there anything like under the radar that you like tomorrow? any games that nobody's talking about mid major or you know some of these uh, bigger spreads?
1: Yeah, well, I do like Arizona um, in the night game. Uh, I, Tennessee struggles to score. The two ways they score are uh, shooting a lot of free throws and they dominate the offensive glass. Arizona doesn't follow much, and they're one of the best defensive rebounding uh, teams in the country with that size. So I think at home laying a short number, I like Arizona. Maybe a little bit further off the, the track is, uh, you know, NC State and Vanderbilt. I still don't think NC State's getting enough respect. This is a team that has one of the best guard tandems in college basketball. And sometimes odds makers, it takes them a little while to catch up with you know with a team. Um, Vanderbilt, eh, I think you know five and a half, six points, NC State, that's a team I'm starting to really like in the ACC. So I like that game as well.
0: Talking to Tom Cassali, bet MGM tonight. Uh, the uh, UVA Houston game is certainly another one. We talk about big matchups. I mean, there's a ton of them obviously coming up tomorrow. and it's interesting because you're looking at a team in UVA. You know, Virginia's a slow team. They're a bottom bottom of the rankings when it comes to pace. It's not like that's anything new. We've certainly seen that before, even when they won the national title back in 2019. You have a top 10 defensive team in Houston on top of that. How do you see this game playing out? It feels like an under to me, first off. But what do you see in this?
1: Yeah, uh, under is the yeah. is the correct <laughs> word here. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, I, that's why it's 113. But, uh, uh, you know, the thing about Houston that makes them so tough, especially in a tournament environment, is they can play you any way. They can run up and down the court with the faster-paced teams, or they can go to Virginia and duke it out uh, in, a, in a lower possession type of game. Uh, I, I like Houston here. I think Virginia is just a little bit overvalued. I think they're better than they were last year. But everything they do well, Houston does better. And I just think Houston is more physical inside. That's their strength, man. They just pound you on those boards. I think it's going to be a close game. But I, I think Houston wins by five, six, seven points and covers the short number.
2: Who's the most disappointing team to you in college basketball that we had high hopes for because you, obviously UNC was number one in the country, which didn't make any damn sense, given the fact that they lost Brady Manic and didn't really add anybody of note. They're now unranked, right? You've got Gonzaga, uh, just a couple of teams I feel like that maybe Duke to a degree as well. Like, Who do you feel like is, is taking the biggest drop from where the expectations were and, and may not even make the tournament?
1: So we talked about one of them, uh, obviously, Creighton, <laughs> probably six and six at the end of the night is no matter what you thought of them. And, you know, I got them at a huge number. I got them at 100 to one. They, they were down to 25 to one, after, you know, a couple months later. But them being six and six with that, that kind of offensive talent is surprising. You know, North Carolina is interesting. Because I'm sitting there and I'm starting to wonder, are we sure Hubert Davis is a good coach or did Carolina get into the tournament as a nine seed and get hot? You know what I mean? Because now we're seeing the same things that we saw last year. There's no defensive intensity. It seems like they're just there going through the motions. So, you know, I think them, and watch out for Gonzaga. Watch that game tomorrow against Alabama. They struggle with athletic teams, and Alabama is arguably the most athletic team in the country. This, I don't think, is a great Gonzaga team. Are they good? Yes. Can they make a bit of a run in the tournament? Yes. But I don't think the last couple years they've had lottery picks. You know, I, I don't know if they have that kind of player with the Zags right now, so I think they're a little overvalued as well. But I would say Creighton and North Carolina, based on early expectations to what they're doing right now, are the two most disappointing teams. And I wouldn't be surprised if Carolina loses again tomorrow to Ohio State.
3: Ooh. Yeah, I bet Ohio State in that game, one Same. and a half. Uh, Tom, what's your favorite bowl game uh, coming up? What, what Any bets that you've made for bowl season?
1: Well, well, my two favorites were Troy today, uh, and then uh, tomorrow, actually, is Southern Miss. I think that's a blowout. Rice comes limping in at 5-7. and They're having quarterback issues. You know, they might play three or four quarterbacks. Listen, when you give up 40-plus points a game, you better have a quarterback, because you're going to need to score. Southern Miss has a really good defense. Uh, You know, I think think they're going to be way too much for Rice. Uh, You know, I... I know some news broke today. I bet Bama the second it came out at minus five. Yeah, Listen, I had Kansas State to win the Big 12. I saw pretty much every play Kansas State had this year. They do not match up well with Alabama's first team, Alabama's second team. It doesn't matter. I think Alabama rushes for 250 on them, and I think TCU is in for a, a similar outcome against Michigan I think those are both nice teams I think they're exciting teams but I don't know if they match up well in the trenches with Michigan and Alabama so those are some of the games I bet already
0: all right let's look ahead then to the college football playoff we got a little bit of time till those games are what do you see the matchup being for the national championship game
1: well I think Georgia caught a little bit of a bad break because The one team out there I think that could beat them is Ohio State for a couple reasons. One, they recruit on a similar level as Georgia. Uh, And the only way to really beat Georgia is to have men. Uh, I watched that Georgia-Oregon game, and it looked like pros against college kids. So, you know, it's it's hard to match up with Georgia. Now, Ohio State has some has skill position players that Georgia hasn't really seen. I think Georgia's going to win this game, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Buckeyes gave them a run. I think it's going to be Georgia and Michigan. I think Michigan will give them a run only because they have the best offensive line in college football. But it's a lot to ask to play that style against this Georgia defense. I think Georgia plays two closer games this year but I still think they win the national title. Tom Casale of the
0: Action Network, great stuff, also agrees with us. Dan Campbell would win in the fight over Robert Sala. I that, still
2: think Robert Sala would give him a hell of a fight, uh, man.
0: Dan Dan just he's just know. so Robert gritty. Sala's mean. You're minus yeah. 220. I don't know about yeah. that. I, yeah. <laughs> you're to
1: make right. minus right. 220, I'm taking uh, Sala. Right? Actually,
3: <laughs> Actually plus
2: 170,
3: <laughs> yeah. hold, hold on, Tom. we got about 30 seconds. Mike Vrabel against Dan Campbell. Ooh. I made Vrabel a minus 120 favorite.
1: Now, listen, I covered the Patriots. I seen Vrabel inside that locker room. I'll take him over anybody. That's a mean (laughs) dude. dude. He was, uh, yeah, I I got Vrabel over anyone else in the the NFL right now.
0: I think we've all kind of agreed on the same thing. Yeah. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. Thanks, man.